Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid, Mike. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this Friday afternoon. Thanks for being part of our day, letting us be a part of yours, whether you're listening on 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, if you have an HD radio, the Odyssey app, or at 1080thefan.com. We appreciate you. You can also be watching us at youtube.com slash 1080amthefan. Wave to the people, Danny. He waved to you right there. Um, All right, we were talking about the Blazers and the Wizards both go over the month of February. From... They've become the 14th and 15th teams in NBA history to go over an entire month of any month of a season. And they become, uh, to our research, the first teams to do it in the same month. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to track anything else out down behind it. <laughs> because there's there's like eight-year gaps of any team going over a month. It's a really hard thing to do. It is. And we're looking at a, a Blazers team that we know what we're talking about. It's a rebuild. It is a, a tear down, build back up. But this is going to be the third year in a row that the Blazers will be under 500. And we were talking about the, the fact that the fact that the Blazers have been a consistent winner for so long has really been impressive. And we think about the jailblazer years and how dark of a period that was mm-hmm. for Portland. They only had three losing seasons. They went 500 in 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. And then the... 05, 06, and 07 seasons, they went um, under 500 in all three of those it years. It got really dark for one year, but they started to see a little bit of light, obviously, after drafting Brandon Lamar. And then it turned around, mm-hmm. and then boom, you had that consistency. Ray, yeah. Has Was it ever at a championship caliber? No, it was close before everything kind of fell apart, I think and if then you everybody went their every, separate ways. I think if you asked everybody in the organization... If those guys were healthy, if they were a title contender in three years, I think you would probably get a 90% approval rate. But but things did not. They we did not. We, we know where they went. The salary cap went up. LaMarcus left. Wes got hurt. He left. Nick go, goes on to Green that's Pastures. A, that, that's even the, the, the next version. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the Brandon Greg LaMarcus group. That group, they actually reset. You think about that was a quick reset. They, there. That that is not normal to because you got nothing out of Brandon. They got nothing out of Greg right. and Lamarcus walks. They get nothing out of those guys. The saving grace was Chad Buchanan number one, helping 
with uh, Pritchard with the Gerald Wallace deal and then getting Gerald Wallace out and getting that unprotected pick that ends up becoming Damian Lillard and Buchanan is the the mastermind behind that after Pritchard gets fired and then you kind of build from there. If we look and we kind of forecast where the Blazers are right now and where they are moving forward, this will be the third losing season in a row, mm-hmm. which you, you highlighted that's only happened two other times. Two other times. Yeah. One of them being the first six years of the Blazers' existence. Which you're going from an expansion franchise. Unless you're the Vegas Knights in the NHL, you're going to suck. Well, in if we're being honest, the 77 championship was because of the ABA-NBA merger. Yeah, they were able to pick up Maurice Lucas. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, here's a two-time ABA All-Star. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, and your, your other draft pick is turning it into an MVP. So... We're looking at this being the third year in a row where they will not be 500. Mm-hmm. Next year, you're staring down the barrel of probably the same fate, and that would be the longest stretch since the first six years of the Blazers' existence of being sub-500. The climate in this, and we've talked about the different iterations of the Blazers and different iterations of other NBA teams, why are we at the point now where it is you have to tank for a half of a decade mm-hmm. In order to win. Even the Lakers did. Even the Lakers had to do this post-Kobe Bryant. Remember how they got Anthony Davis? Brandon Ingram. Lonzo Ball. Now. Like, Brandon Ingram, number number, what, number number two overall pick? Lonzo Ball, number three overall pick? They had to be traded away to make this happen. Remember, they had D'Angelo Russell, who was also a number three overall pick. And they took Kuzma at 27. Like, you think about what they had to draft and then what they had to do. This is the Lakers and their draft capital that they built up, and they sucked until they went and got Anthony Davis. They get LeBron James. Like, it's... The 2013 through the 2018-19 season, mm-hmm. they were all sub-500 yes. seasons. The Lakers. Six years in, in, in the desert. The Lakers were. Think about that. That's insane. And it was during... Kobe Bryant's last couple of years. Did they waste the back end of Kobe Bryant? No, because he wasn't nearly as good anymore. But I think that's more reminiscent of what you're looking at the Blazers. It's going to take a while. And the thing is, they need to hit. Did they hit with Shaden? I don't know. Did they hit with Scoot? I don't know. Are they going to hit with whoever they take this year? I don't know. They need, if not, they all need to be above average enough to where you can package them up and go get somebody. Whether it's two of them or three of them. Well, preferably just two. I mean, and we look at other teams, too. I mean, it's been over a decade for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, you can really say it's been 20 years. You're looking at the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they finally are coming out on the other side, and that has been, albeit shorter than Minnesota. Sure, but they their franchise in 2019. We are five years removed from that. And you have to go all the way. You have to start all the way from ground zero again, where why are we at that point in the NBA to where you have to tear it completely down instead of the ability? And what we used to see was the ability for trades. Mm-hmm. We And it, it was almost as if we could find those diamonds in the rough a lot mm-hmm. easier in the draft process. That's, that's the thing. is The drafting process has gotten significantly more difficult because more teams are smarter. The other part of this is there's more teams. 
delusion of talent. Yeah. Well, not, not even just that. Just it's harder be, just because you have more teams that are smarter. Yeah. It's it's spread. Well, it spreads talent around. Yeah. And you have thirty NBA teams as opposed to having well, 24 between twenty four to twenty eight teams yeah. as is when the when a lot of these rebuilds have happened. And that's the thing is you you take a look at this and the CBA and how things are done now and the player men empowerment era. Definitely plays a part in that, which the new CBA is snuffing that out. I think we're going to pivot more towards that again. I think you're going to see the concentration of players, top end players, start to be more diluted. And so we'll probably swing back towards being more teams being in the middle, which is what the NBA wants. They, 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 they don't want it to have this hard line cut off at like 10th, like. Oh, you're fighting for a playing spot, and the team behind them is 14 games back. And, it's and like, this wait, is, what? This is the wild thing about the NBA, and I, I think what Blazer fans it wears on you for so long is being good but not good enough. And and there was a how many times I know you heard it ad nauseum. I've heard it ad nauseum. <gasps> it was this all needs to be scrapped. Either you're going to be a title contender or you're not. What's the point? And I think that that being palatable for fan bases also has made it so a lot of these franchises will go into hell and try to take the shortcut through hell where you're really bad and mm-hmm. it, it is it's a rough stretch it's become palatable because what the NFL does is it's brilliant but when you have one game playoff games you can get hot you can make a run yep. and you have that hope and that chance the NBA wants to create what the NFL has, which is a league of parity yep. and where everybody is around 500 and hovers there. That's been in the existence of the Blazers since 2001 mm-hmm. is trying to get, you know, a playoff contention team and being like, guys, it's not that bad. I think we're finding out how bad it is when you are truly on the outside looking in. This is what I try to tell everybody going into this. that You're not ready for this. But winning, if it means getting over the hump and winning a championship, how long is the fan base willing to wait? And for the for the Blazers, you're looking at it will be the longest stretch of non-competitive since basketball since the franchise came to existence yeah. in 1970. Yeah. And that that is just life in the NBA now. And I, as much as you sit there and you go, all right, well, you can build a title contender. When you look back at how those teams were built in the 70s, late 80s, mm-hmm. 90s, early 2000s, that league doesn't exist anymore, oh. and it's a it's a crazy pivot point that we've gotten to. But if I mean, you eventually want to become OKC or where Minnesota is right now, you, you have can to go do big it. market. Everybody looks at Boston, this beacon of hope and success. Boston sucked. They sucked. How do you think they get top picks like Tatum and Brown? Well, it's it's uh, fleecing the Nets is one thing. Yes. Fleecing a team that does suck even more. That's one way, but it but they do it in one or two year spurts, yes. and then Uncle Danny would come in and clean just up. clean up. Yes, but that's my point. Like you, there's a period post KG where they go, ah, eh, we're not that good. Now they add Young Tatum to a team that's already on the way back up, and they've completely retooled since then. But you go through these periods of again, the Lakers and Celtics are the greatest organizations in basketball when it comes to championship equity. They have gone through periods where they have been tire fires. Absolutely, objectively horrible. This is the first time, really, the Blazers have done this. With the exception of the Jailblazers. And that was less about rebuilding and more about dysfunctional management than anything else. Yeah. That, which, again, that's a different story. Like it, 
Timberwolves sucked because they made the wrong move at every juncture outside of Kevin Love. Well, and they, on the flip side of that, you have, like this texture says, Spurs were in, are, were in the dumps and still are. They have an all-time great coach and had it to tank, too. Luck means a yeah, ton. Yeah, again, the Blazers were one ping-pong ball off Wemby. There is, boy, I mean, did he do something last night. Luck is... The, the most crazy part about all of this that you just sit there and at times you just throw your hands up because how unlucky have the Blazers been? Yeah, you're one ping pong ball off for Wemby, Odin versus Durant, Bowie versus Jordan. I mean, you go well, down Bill Walton's list. feet. Bill Walton's feet. Hakeem Lost Olajuwon. a coin flip where it cost you, yeah, yeah Hakeem Olajuwon like instead of Sam Bowie. The yeah. damn Cold War. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Simonis. Simonis. Simonis being drafted in 86, not coming over until 96. <laughs> <laughs> referee corruption in the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean... It's wild. It's wild to think about. But here we are, staring down the barrel. In the flip side of this, you could be worse. You could be the Sacramento Kings who missed the playoffs for 16 straight years. Yeah. 17 straight years. Yeah. Uh, here's another good text. Uh, basketball from back in the day was so much different, too, because unlike football, baseball, soccer, etc., Superstar is one of five players yes. that's affecting the game rather than one out of the 11 in Less soccer variance. or football or one out of the nine in baseball. So that delusion factor, like you're talking about, plays into the actual sport mm-hmm. itself because one out of five is much more of an effect on what goes on than if there are um, that many more moving parts that have to affect the game. I, I That's a huge, huge part of it. I, I agree wholeheartedly in that, and that's something that you, you look at too and say, think of the guys that when, when we reminisce and we think about those great Blazers teams, we have complained and we have you know lamented the... The, the the superstars joining up era right mm-hmm. the the big three eras that we've we've come accustomed to seeing at the same time that's really what drove basketball and those great teams too yeah, is go just... look back at those old kareem teams <laughs> kareem magic michael cooper <laughs> well hell look at the blazers like the blazers at, at any given time had three all-stars on those teams you know and they fell into into mm-hmm. a lot of them Right? I mean, you fall face first into him sometimes. Yeah, so. drafting a guy out of Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and Terry Porter. Yeah, or Cliff pre-Connecticut being an actual basketball school. Yeah. <laughs> Jerome out of Longwood yeah. University. They they did pretty well. Yeah, they did They did all right. Yeah. They did all right. All right, um, <clears throat> that's just something that when I saw the Wizards go 0 for February 2, 0 for February, they... Uh, well, along with the Blazers, two teams doing it in the same month. We are at an all at three in one season. Yeah, that's a record, Bob. Also, the if the Wizards keep losing, if they the next time they play the Pistons, if they lose every game between now and then, it will be for the twenty eighth consecutive loss, and it will be against the Pistons. Oh dear Lord, this tying the record that the Pistons have, and uh, if anybody's capable of doing it. It's the Wizards. We had long-suffering Piston fans say, hey, you know, rebuilds take a while, but they're confident in Ivy and, and Jalen Duran. Mm-hmm. Those two dudes are really damn good. Oh, the Pistons are playing well. They're 7-13 they're seven and, seven and 13 in the last 20 games, which I know doesn't sound great. They had eight wins coming into the All-Star break. Dude, that's way better than... So, yeah, like they're, they're, in, they're in a much better spot, and they would have won two more games had they not had the... Uh, the game-winning heave, and then getting absolutely screwed by uh, James Williams on the Dante DiVincenzo uh, tackle. Oh, God. All right. <clears throat> Dang. So you're saying it's going to be a while. 
Mm. Yes. How long do you think until the Blazers? I think we got back not to the next playoffs. Year. I two think, years. I think next year and then the following year, I think they're back to 500 basketball. Yeah, I think they're about there. I and we'll talk about this as we get closer to it. Uh, I think they got to get got to get pretty busy this summer. It, pressure should be mounting. Yeah. And I think that is also one, too, as a lot of teams have. There's just complacency in front offices, mm-hmm. too, and within fan bases, uh, the lack of care. Which I don't think that's the issue as opposed to, like, it's okay. You did what you needed to do. Now where do you go from here? Corporate espionage. Hmm. Maybe that's where they go from I like, here. I like where this but is. But I'm going to plant the seed, a story that may get bigger before it goes away, hmm. next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I was tired of my lady. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Corporate espionage. Go on. Coming to the NFL news cycle soon. Have you seen what's been brewing with the New York Jets over the last days and weeks? No. Is it anything like the uh, Knicks and Raptors and the ongoing lawsuit about stealing their uh, proprietary data? Well, a guy went to jail from your Cardinals for stealing, hacking into the Astro system, yet... People don't talk about that. Um, the Cardinals are he's actually in prison. Uh, <laughs> prison. But we have uh, a, a budding little, I guess we'll call it corporate espionage here. Mm. Both Sauce Gardner and Kenny Yaboye have alluded to the fact that their game plans were being leaked to opponents, namely the Chiefs and the Eagles. Well, we now have a reporter who is putting a name to it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Connor Hughes of SNY TV, he threw out yesterday that there is a validated belief from the Jets that Mikkel Hardman, frustrated by his lack of usage, leaked game plans to opposition, as implied by Sauce and Yaboye. Not just the Eagles game, but also the Chiefs. He added, ironically, the Eagles' victory was arguably the best of the season for Zach Wilson, um, or best of the season for the Jets, and Zach Wilson enjoyed his best game of his career against the Chiefs. But there is a belief within the Jets organization by players and management alike that Miko Hardman 
was leaking game plans because he was pissed about his usage. And oh, by the way, where did he end up? With the Chiefs. Oh, back in Kansas City, winning a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. <clears throat> Beyond if this is if this is, you know, provably true. Beyond the ramifications of uh, being a spy for lesser extents. Remember, when you were, not, not when, if you are caught as a spy, there's no um, Geneva Conventions for you. Oh, so the Jets can waterboard Mikkel Hardman? Is um, that what you're saying? You, oh, they can execute him. <laughs> the Jets are going to execute Mikkel Hardman, huh? Just <laughs> They, uh, <laughs> you, you do not. Do I don't the think same. this is a war crime. Yeah, well, Seems a bit much, but I'm just saying. Know. I'm just saying. So that's that's obviously on the military front. So what? Are there are there any protections against this in the NFL? No, other other than the Brotherhood Code. It is like it's cardinal sin number one. Yes, you obviously. do not. You do not leak your game plans. Like that is like you are turning your back on the guys that you are going to for what lack of a better term you're going to war with them on Sundays you do not do that now if you get cut by a team we often see if you get cut by a team some team that has you on the schedule a week two weeks down the they'll road bring you in. they'll bring you in and then they'll they will put the hot lamp on you and they'll start asking you all the questions about mm-hmm. hey what are they doing what did you see how would you attack us all of this stuff because you're trying to help your team win yeah. and that is above board and yes. that is normal when you are a member of a team yeah. and you're saying to the opposition hey this is what we're going to try to do because you're getting pissy that's going double agent that right there is a black eye on you and your entire career and maybe this would just is you know, Miko Hardman just wanting to get to a place where he could win. And once Aaron Rodgers went down, I don't know, four plays into the game, he was just done and knew that th- that was a sinking ship. How often do we see that happen with teams, though? And this never becomes an issue. This is this is very different. This is going to be bad for Miko Hardman yeah. if any of the, if this gets any further because you have two active players mm-hmm. on the Jets saying, you know, and they didn't name names, but now you have a reporter naming the name. This could get real ugly real soon, and there's gonna if it has any legs, the league's gonna investigate it. You, you can have a second opportunity now, as the uh, Patriots have just cut J.C. Jackson. Hey, 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 clearing up that cap space, Eat, eating up the Chargers' money. The Chargers are gonna swoop back in. Yeah, that's you see, that's the easiest one ever, is because you got him for like a sweetheart of a deal because the Chargers ate a bunch of his mm-hmm. dead cap space. You get free of that relatively cheap, but you don't have to pay him moving forward. Nice little spot to end up. That's a nice little spot to end up for sure. Hmm. There's a lot of teams. If you look at it with that move, how much cap space does that does that clear up the J.C. Jackson uh, release? Because there were two cuts. Uh, I saw that the Commanders released one of their tackles, and then Logan Thomas are tied in to clear up 13 million. They are approaching 100 million dollars available for them when free agency opens up next week. One hundred releasing J.C. Jackson grants the Patriots an additional fourteen million in cap relief. See that right there? That's a lot of cash. Now you're going to start seeing across the NFL Commanders. uh, They'll have with the thirteen million that they got. They were at they were leading the league at eighty nine million dollars in cap space Uh, because today, by the way. Things have changed dramatically because 
March 1, a lot of rollovers and guarantees happen. Yes. So available cap space is going down going a little down. bit. But you, they were leading the league at 89 and a half. Mm-hmm. They get $13 million more, more to spend. The Patriots were sitting at 77 point uh, nine million dollars. They get you, fourteen. More. They get fourteen more. So they're over ninety million dollars that they can spend in free. Free agency. agents right now are licking their chops. The Bears and the Titans may make moves as well that open up their cap space. We could see four teams with over ninety million dollars to spend in free agency. We've never seen that. That's a lot of money, That's man. A lot of and money. It, and and you're seeing players like uh, Kevin Byard, uh, the safety for the Eagles, was let go. Didn't they just trade for him last year? Yeah, but that was because you. They said if we're in win now, yeah, but, get a guy to win. Sure. But if you don't win, let him go. Let him go. And that this free agent pool is it's sexy. <laughs> and we we've had so many other things going on. We actually haven't really talked about how insane these these uh, free agent pools are, particularly at the wide receiver and running back positions. Like you, you've got all pros lining the running back class right now, and you're sitting there going. You, you may only see a Jacobs or a Saquon Barkley get like $6 million a year going forward. <laughs> like that's that's because of the way there's so many guys. A Derrick Henry may only get 4 or $5 million. And he's on, in the twilight of his career, but it's a name that, you know, Patrick Ewing played for the Magic. <laughs> he played for the Raptors too. Sell, a t- sell some tickets, baby. <laughs> get him in names and see if you could squeeze any of that last production out of him. And look, there's going to be a lot of teams that, they're going to be looking for guys like a Derrick Henry on the cheap. You know, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you draft a running back, and you if you can get a guy like Derrick Henry on the cheap, do you try to bring him in and, and say, we don't got a ton of money to spend in, in this free agency. Actually, we have very little to none. But that's where the cheap guys, they come in, and they could play big roles on competitive rosters. It's an interesting spot to me. Well, speaking of interesting spots, Tyreek Hill has found himself in, uh, well, another one yet again. We'll get to that on our worst day on the web. But first, here's the Big Kahuna with Sports Center update. You ever had a Big Kahuna burger? It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Oh, really? <sighs> that sucks. I, I think I think Tyreek Hill might be the person that has made worse day on the web more than any singular person since the, the inception of the show. He has a knack for it. And this time... Um, well, in the NCAA, but that's an entity. Yeah, this, this is a singular person. <laughs> yeah, the NCAA is definitely the group that pops up there. But this, again, goes a lot like a Mad Lib. So if you're not familiar with this story, uh, settle on down for story time, right? You know who Tyreek Hill is, the, the cheetah himself, little speedy burner wide receiver from Miami Dolphins. You may not know who Sophie Hall is. Sophie Hall is a quote-unquote influencer who I uh, have heard and seen described as a plus-size model. Okay. Um, she's 6'1", and she's thick where it matters. Okay. Let's just go with that, okay? So now, now you've got the visual influence, uh, the, the visual uh, idea of what she is. This is where the story gets I weird. I love that we call them influencers. Like The only thing they're influencing is body image issues. <laughs> yes. A lot of that going on. Um, but the the model, she's a, she's a model and influencer, so model, model influencer, there you go, uh, says that Tyreek Hill invited her to his home over flirty DMs, and she is now suing the scandal-plagued player for battery, assault, and negligence. Oh. Where does this stem from? 
Well, she says uh, Hill felt humiliated when she managed to, in her own words, hold her own and even knock him backwards during practice drills at his Florida mansion in sense that they were playing a game of football together. What a weird form of foreplay. Right? We we don't kink shame here on the show. No. Uh, She is saying that she broke her leg and uh, got the crutches out on the video. So it's, uh, it's quite the video. Yeah, of course you have to have the crutches. Crutches, the video. crutches in the uh, yeah. in the unitard. Yeah, she broke her leg mm-hmm. because Tyreek Hill uh, got his ego bruised because his family and friends were laughing when she pushed him back a little bit. So mm-hmm. he, she was on defense. She was playing a D tackle, and he was in a pass set. Yep. And then so he said, "All right." We're gonna we're we're gonna flip. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna go off the edge here. You're gonna be the left tackle, and she went ass over tea kettle mm. and broke her leg. Yeah, and but what, there has to be video of this somewhere. What Tyree kills discovery is gonna be incredible. Oh right. What Tyree kills lawyers are saying is that uh, Miss Hall is intentionally made from the complaint that Miss Hall fell over a dog while doing drills with Mr. Hill, which is when she sustained the alleged injuries. It, th- that video may be even funnier. I mean, America's Funniest Home Video is still going. Now, this all stems from she slid into his DMs because he was putting on a football camp, and she her kid wanted to be a part of the football camp, so he invited her over to his mansion to go through some football drills. Sure. <laughs> it's Tyreek Hill. That Remember, man is a journey. He is Remember, a, his house got on fire earlier this year. He is an incredible football player. And an awful person. Yes. He is um, who, what is uh, Denzel Washington's kid, uh, the character he played in Ballers? No idea. Haven't seen the oh. show. Don't know. God. Uh, Denzel Washington's kid, didn't he play football at USC? Wasn't he a USC football player? Um, where was that? I don't think so. He might have been. Can't remember. I think I remember seeing that. But regardless, uh, God, I hate when I do that. Regardless, um, he is basically that character where he is just a magnet for stupid. Yeah. Endlessly. And, and plays for Miami. It's, you know, that's kind of how this goes. So, yeah, long story short, uh, plus size influencer model. Again, for those who are wondering what plus size means, she's six foot one, 209 pounds, i.e., bigger than Tyreek Hill. Say that again. Six one two oh nine. Jeez, I, I could see why he was like, "I want to see what, how you could come off the edge here." Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's see how that first step is. Yeah. This mean, won't be I the mean, last did... time we hear of Tyreek Hill again. And by the way, Denzel Washington's kid, John David Washington, he mm-hmm. played for the Rams. Played for the Rams. Went to Morehouse College. Morehouse. Okay. But he was a running back there, and then he ended up playing for the Rams for two seasons. Okay. Which, hey, not bad. Not bad. Not bad, Denzel's kid. Look at that. It's quite quite the illustrious lineage, one of the five best actors actors of a hub uh, century, and then have the chops to go play in the NFL. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. Pretty incredible when you think about well, it. Well, I mean, his dad was an incredible football coach in the show. Remember the Titans? So, yeah, also, I great. mean, that movie. He, he, his dad knows what he's talking about. I've seen it. That documentary. Not having fun anymore, are you? Yes. <laughs> No, no. Still, no. Still one of my favorite clips of all time. <laughs> Football used to be fun, didn't it? This, uh, I have a buddy whose son is a Tyreek Hill fan. Mm. 
Like he wear like he wears his Tyreek Hill jersey. I saw some Miles Bridges kids like at the Hornets game everywhere. Yeah, and I always give him crap because I'm like, he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like he, he, yeah, that's the only jersey that he wanted. It's the only jersey that he'll wear. If we got him a Tua, he would not have. He would have just thrown it out. If you got Jalen Waddle, nope. He loves him some Tyreek Hill. Couldn't throw on some tape of Zach it's Thomas and like, get it figured out. No, no, he do, he's not Dolphins. It's Tyreek Hill. He doesn't want a Dolphins jersey. He want, he loves Tyreek. And so, <laughs> this is just another feather in the cap of Tyreek Hill. He's the Charles Barkley of the NFL. He's not a role model. No, but he's not, not endearing either. At least Charles had that going for yeah, him. Yeah, at least he was funny. At least he is funny. Yeah. And it was throwing, you know, grown men through windows at bars. And not yanking kids' arms out of their sockets. Yeah. Yeah. Or what is it pushing a pregnant girlfriend down the stairs at yeah. Oklahoma State? Isn't that what got him booted out of yeah, Oklahoma State? Yeah. yeah. Or this. Yeah. Or, you know, your house catching on fire because you left your kid alone. Now, was the kid alone? He wasn't there. Well, he was at practice. Yeah. He was at, well, I, I, I assume that somebody was at the house. Just saying. You're just saying the kid was alone in the house, just like deuces. Let's, 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 let's draw the lines here. Like if it, if this is a one time thing, I'd be like, ah, mistakes were made. But this is not. This is too many. Yeah, there's too many here. Yeah, there's too many here. Yeah, the kid was playing with a lighter. That's what that's yeah. what led to it. That sucks. Gotta hide the fire, man. Hide the fire and hide hide the pointy things. Well, I think he was hiding in his somewhere in the house, and that's why it caught on fire. <laughs> God, just be outside. The, the, the thought of of me having kids, I'm I'm not ready for this, man. It's breaking my brain. Uh, believe me, if this is it right now, it's breaking my brain. You're in for a whole oh, other world once oh, it gets going. I know, I know. Uh, I can't wait up, to document it. Yeah, I know. God, coming up next, uh, we talked about the uh, the eras of the the super teams and what uh, came about. What about one that didn't happen? Danny and Dusty, today, the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fans. You know, I have I feel a certain way about former players starting podcasts. Most of them most of them suck at it. I'll be blunt. They're not very good at it. They have great they've interesting stories, but the second they start talking about things about uh that had to do with them pers- like specifically and personally you get the most self-aggrandized version of it always. It's always, well, you know, it was actually this. And it's told with a wink and a smile. It's like, no. Which is why I love Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague does the wonderful job of just absolutely dragging his own name through the mud. Perfect. It's, it's fantastic stuff. But every now and then, in between the ridiculous retelling of one's own story... You do get some fun little nuggets, like when Chris Paul sat down with Dwayne Wade, and we find out that Chris Paul was almost a member of the Heatles. Was it CJ that said something about who's going to wear number three? <laughs> Bro, that's what I wanted to get to. We talk about all this about who's going to have the ball. Okay, we can all play together now, CP. I can play off the ball. We didn't yeah. figure all that out. And somebody said, well, who's going to wear number three? Silence. <laughs> 
Listen. Messed the whole trade. Listen. That's why the trade ain't happened. Messed the whole trade up because CP could went number three in Miami. Messed Listen. the whole trade up. I don't know what they was gonna do because you was older. You probably could have just won. No, no, no. I wasn't older. <laughs> you was, was older prime. than me. I was. Pr- I was in my. Prime. I know, but because you older than me, you just wear thirty three. No, no, no. See, and so this is the conversation we're having, and I'm like, I, that's my number. He's like, well, that's my number. So Chris Paul. Didn't become a member of the LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh Heatles over the number three. How sad would Carmelo Anthony have been if the entire Banana Boat crew was on one team and he was not? <laughs> At least Chris got to eventually kind of get there playing with some guys. But Carmelo never did. No. Which I find to be hilarious. Um, but I also start thinking about that and I'm like, Chris Paul, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. There's not enough air in a ball. Chris Bosh, we would we would not have known who he was. Well, and Bosh wouldn't. I mean, there's no way they could have brought Bosh on at that point. Well, this was afterwards. This is the, this is the three of them were already together. This is like year two bringing oh, in Chris that, Paul. How would that have worked? Basically, trading the rest of their roster. <laughs> Sorry, Ray Allen. No Ray Allen. No anybody else. Yeah. Like they would literally have had nobody else. But the way the been. CBA was then. You could you could have find a way to do it. Yeah. That is the dumbest reason for a one of the greatest teams ever assembled to fall apart. Well, but could, it's it right on CP- brand too. And Chris Paul being like, oh, well, that's just my number. No, I think the guy who's been there is the best to ever wear it in his franchise. I think he probably gets to keep the number three. Yeah, you get to be CP33 for a season. Yeah, you you can be CP33, and I think that's going to be... Or 30. If he would have worn 30, he could have sold so much merch of CP30. He could have been CP30 and sold all of the merchandise. Disney would have lost their mind. Yeah, but he could have done it. Little little bobblehead dolls with Chris Paul's robot head. Yeah, it would have been absolutely brilliant. He would have made even more money. Any money that he would have had to leave on the table for not wearing number three your entire career. No. Oh, my God. He could have wore number 30 and been CP30, and, and you that could, would have been brilliant. And you would have had two very irritating people who talk, and C3PO and CP3O. Yeah. Just why? That is, that's got to be the dumbest reason somebody ever joined a team, right? Oh, I bet there's probably worse. I bet there's even worse. Just a number. Yeah. What's worse? What, what what could you imagine would be worse than a number? Uh, just like a an ex getting in the like a, not an ex wife, like an ex like you guys dated the same girl or something like that. I think that gets. I think that's way worse than even the number. I'd be more attached to the number than you know you're a professional athlete and some floozy gets in the middle of it. You know, I think that I think that is far worse. I think um is that worse? Yeah. than a number? Yeah. Cuz I I get that. Because, as long as you're not like married like Matt I'm Barnes just... drove 20 minutes ago whoop Derek Fisher's ass. That was his ex-wife though. Yeah. Ex-wife. But, I, I mean, mean that's an ex-wife. Still, that's not No, I I'm saying ex an ex-wife is different. If it's just somebody you just dated and you're like on to the next one but you hold that grudge, no, get over it. Get over it. Ex-wife is I, I think it depends different. on the level of the relationship. If we're just talking quick flame Sure. But number is that in that this is totally fitting. This is totally fitting for why it didn't work out. Do you think that they should have just kept this one to themselves? 
Probably. I think that would have been the best course of action for them to like, go. Who is this help? This is, shouldn't get out at all. Well, uh, probably Dwayne Wade, because I, th- I don't think anybody is siding with Chris Paul in this. Is there a person, like Dwayne Wade in number three for the Miami Heat, Far and when you think of the number three, I think it's of actually I, I think of Babe Ruth, and I think of Dwayne Wade. I I think of Dwayne See, Wade I don't, far more. I I associate Dwayne Wade Heat for sure. Well, yeah, that but this I, is what it would be. It's like Dwayne Wade Miami Heat, but number three. CP is it's not just CP, CP three. I think basketball number three. I think Chris Paul. Oh yeah, I don't. I think Dwayne Wade. I think Dwayne Wade. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't go down that road. I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm trying to think of, obviously Jordan twenty three. What do you think of when you think of Kobe, eight or twenty four? Twenty four. Weird, right? Yeah. Like the titles early on were eight, but changes to twenty four and it's there. I don't know. I just I look at a situation like this and I think. Why on earth would something this simple hold it up? Why on earth would you tell people this? And why on earth would you be like, want to hear something really funny about something that didn't happen See, because we were so petty? And I think the reason the reason why they can bring it up is because it really wasn't even that close. I, I, think I would that imagine that's why, too. I think that's why they're laughing about it is because it truly wasn't that close. And they're, they're talking about CJ. I'm almost certain they're talking about McCollum. No, because no. it would be 2013, so it probably would have been C.J. Miles. Uh, yeah, why would why would C.J. McCollum be part of those uh, conversations? Later on, he would, because uh, uh, the Players' Union. Players' Union stuff? Because yeah. he, he was on the Players' Union very, very quickly. Yeah. I want to say year two or three, he was on the Players' Union. It was, it was a quick thing. Also, number three. Which is why I was thinking of that. I guess technically it could have been. If this is if this is like year two or three no of the way. Heat, no way. I don't think is I don't think C.J. McCollum is in that. But uh, this texture says here's that you could have uh, you can go zero and double double zero. We got Dame, Dame and Scoot, and Scoot. Yeah, well, Damon Damon Mello, and then you could go three and zero oh three. Put, putting that a zero, been putting zeros before your numbers. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. Absolutely comical. If if their their egos and their their identity being that wrapped up in their number meant we had a three and a zero three. It, it was, his nickname would be CPO. I think like CPO three. What the? What is the? What, like what are the Yankees going to do? Like Yankees they, are they just retired retiring too many numbers. All of their numbers. Yeah. Like no, they have no single digits left. They're gonna have to go down the road of like, all right. Uh, you're gonna have to get to triple digits. You're gonna be playing left tackle, wearing number seventy four. I mean, do you think Judge chose ninety nine? I think he did. Did he? Yeah, I think he did. I guess that's probably one of the only like repeating numbers left, right? I would assume so. Clemens was fifty or fifty five. The Yankees. No idea. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think of like the obscure numbers that they have that they could possibly retire beyond. And it's like, yeah, we need to find a lot. Like, again, the Yankees have existed forever, and so they have a lot of numbers because they have tremendous Hall of Famers. But, like... Well, it's all the single out. digits because at the beginning, it's, when a lot of those guys whose numbers are retired is you wore the number position. of where you were in, yeah. in, in the field. So 
that Roger Clemens wore both twelve and twenty-two for the Yankees. Twenty-two, not fifty-five. Okay. I don't like. Why do I have fifty in my head? You got me. You got me. I have no idea. Mm. I got nothing. <laughs> fifty-five. Why, why do I have fifty that's, in my head? It's a terrible number. Fifty-five is a bad number? Yeah, I do. Well, I mean... In baseball. In baseball, okay. yeah. That's an awful... Like, if you're wearing that in, in baseball or basketball... Isn't Linscombe 55? Sure. I feel like that's where... Maybe it's what's sticking I mean, in there's head. worse... I mean, there's worse numbers. I think numbers in the 30s are pretty bad. I think, like, 33 is a good number. Outside of 33, boy. Not a 30, pretty bleak. Not a 32 fan? No. no. I think 32 and 33 are the only ones that are good. Yeah, you can get OJ because OJ and... Um, you got Marcus Brown. Marcus Allen. Yeah, Marcus Allen. Yeah. Jim Brown is in there. Yeah. It's great thirty twos. Walter Payton thirty four. Thirty four. See, but that's just, it. Was always just a weird looking number. Yeah, you're right. Just not a. It's a it, great player. Bad number. Bad number. Yeah. Chris, uh, like Paul Pierce. No, oh, looks weird. Yeah, you know what? Now you say that. Yeah, numbers in the thirties are they just don't. like forties are good. Twenties are good. Yeah. Teens, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky yeah. good teen number seventeen. <laughs> okay, I've never thought of 17 as a good number. I don't know why. It's always looked good. 19 always looked terrible. Was that a Nick Van Axel? 17? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Mario Eli? Just to, is it, his Trailblazer days? I just seeing 17 on a jersey, it always, whenever I, it's so it's a rare one. When you see it pop up, you're like, yeah. oh, that looks pretty good. So that's talking jersey numbers. Well, yeah, Phil Rivers, too. Phil Rivers at 17. There you go. That's a good one. For the number of kids he has. Yeah, that's probably about right. And Otani, by the way, pretty good one to wear number 17. Yeah, not bad, (laughs) not bad. And then Trout with 27, that's a weird one. Yeah, very odd. So, All right, we'll go from talking numbers to talking college football numbers. There's a lot of things coming in college football as it pertains to the college football playoff and some pending rule changes. We'll get to that in hour number three here on Danny and Dusty, Tenny the Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 